Hi, you're listening to Old Low, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. Pondry of claim of foreign tax credit. The rapid infusion of digitization into the business has made world one global market. In today's era, the business transactions extend beyond national boundaries. The businesses are tailored to meet the needs of consumers over wider geographic areas. Tax treaties play a crucial role in these times to ensure that the taxes on income are distributed between the sovereigns while minimizing double taxation in the hands of the person earning the income. The tax treaties provide that wherever the source country exercises a right to tax, the income of the resident of another country, the latter country should provide a credit of tax paid in the source country while exercising its sovereign right to tax its resident. For example, an Indian resident receives certain fees in lieu of providing technical services from Japan, which is subject to taxation in Japan. In such a case, the Indian resident shall be allowed a credit of tax paid in Japan against the income tax liability in India. In this regard, appropriate provisions have been provided not only in the tax treaties but also in the Income Tax Act 1961. We may now discuss provisions pertaining to avoidance of double taxation and foreign tax credit in the IT Act. Section 90, subsection 1 of the IT Act, inter alia empowers the central government to enter into a double taxation avoidance agreement, that is, a DTAA, with other countries for avoidance of double taxation and for granting relief in respect of income on which tax has been paid or income tax is chargeable both in India and the foreign country. Further, Section 295, subsection 2, subclause HA of the IT Act empowers the Central Board of Direct Taxes, that is the CBDT, to make rules and prescribe the procedure for granting of relief or deduction under Section 90 for income tax paid in any foreign country against the income tax payable in India. Accordingly, wide notification 54 by 2016, dated 27 June 2016, CBDT notified Rule 128 in the Income Tax Rules 1962 on foreign tax credit, that is FTC. Rule 128 of the IT rules, inter alia, provides that FTC shall be lower of the tax payable on foreign income in India and in the foreign country. Further, there are specific provisions relating to FTC in the DTAAs entered by India with various countries and as per Section 90 of the IT Act, 
the DTAA will override the provisions of the IT Act in case they are more beneficial to the assessee. We may now discuss provisions relating to relief from double taxation in various DTAAs. On a plain reading, the article relating to India's obligation to provide credit of taxes seems to be worded on similar lines in most treaties entered by it. However, on a closer look, one may observe some changes in the language. As illustration, the extracts of article relating to FTC in India-USA and India-UK DTAAs are reproduced as under. Article 25, subsection 2, subclause A of India-US DTAA says as under, where a resident of India derives income, which, in accordance with the provisions of this convention, may be taxed in the United States, India shall allow as a deduction from tax on income of that resident an amount equal to the income tax paid in the United States, whether directly or by deduction. Such deduction shall not, however, exceed that part of the income tax as computed before the deduction is given, which is attributable to the income which may be taxed in the United States. The India-UK DTAA in Article 24, Sub-Article 2 states, Subject to the provisions of the law of India regarding the allowance as a credit against Indian tax of tax paid in a territory outside India, which shall not affect the general principle hereof. The amount of the United Kingdom tax paid under the laws of the United Kingdom and in accordance with the provisions of this convention, whether directly or by deduction, by a resident of India in respect of the income from sources within the United Kingdom, which has been subjected to tax both in India and United Kingdom, shall be allowed as a credit against the Indian tax payable in respect of such income, but in an amount not exceeding that proportion of Indian tax, which such income bears to the entire income chargeable to Indian tax. Juxtaposing the aforesaid articles reveals that India-UK tax treaty explicitly states that the FTC to be allowed in India will be equivalent to a portion of the total income tax liability in India in the same ratio which the income generated in the UK is to the total income of such assessee, meaning thereby that the FTC in India shall be restricted to the extent of the Indian tax liability on the income received from UK, which is similar to that of Rule 128 of the IT rules. However, the India-USA DTAA simply states that the claim of FTC in India will not exceed that income tax which is attributable to the income which is generated and tax in the USA. Thus, unlike the India-UK tax treaty, India-USA tax treaty does not make a specific reference to Indian income tax 
while providing for restriction on the quantum of credit. Now, due to the difference in the language of the above-mentioned articles of the DTAA, the taxpayers have contended that where the article relating to the FTC is worded like that in Indian-US tax treaty, the quantum of credit allowed in India should not be restricted to income tax payable in India, but restricted to income tax paid in the USA. The judicial forums have rendered divergent views on this issue. Various judgments in this regard are being discussed further. We may first discuss judgments which talk about entire tax paid in foreign country should be allowed as FTC. In the case of Wipro Limited, the Karnataka High Court discussed the issue of availability of FTC for an income which is eligible for exemption under Section 10A of the IT Act. The Honourable High Court held that the income derived by an Indian resident which is taxable in USA directly or by deduction would get FTC in India for the entire amount of income tax paid in the USA. The court held that the Indian-US DTAA does not make the payment of income tax in India as a condition precedent to claim FTC and that the only embargo prescribed under the IT Act is that the FTC will be available to an assessee only in respect of that income which is taxed in the USA. The reading of the Honourable High Court had the effect of allowing FTC even in a case where the income of the Indian resident is not taxable in India and only taxable in the USA. While interpreting the Indian-Canada DTAA, which is similar to the India-UK DTAA as discussed above, the court differentiated it from the Indian-US DTAA and observed that if the income tax paid in India is less than the income tax paid in Canada, then the assessee would be entitled to relief only to the extent of tax paid in India and not to the extent of tax paid in Canada. Further, the Indian-Japan DTAA, which is similar to the Indian-US DTAA, was analysed in a recent judgment of Canon India Private Limited, where the Income Tax Appellate Tribunal, that is the ITAT, Delhi relied upon Wipro and gave a similar decision. In ITM Systems Private Limited, ITAD Bangalore has held that the DTAAs of India with US, Germany and Japan have similar double taxation avoidance articles. Accordingly, relying on the case of Wipro, the ITAT held that the assessee is eligible for FTC in India on full amount of taxes paid in US, Japan and Germany. However, while interpreting the India-Korea DTAA, which is similar to India-UK DTAA as discussed above, the ITAT held that the FTC is limited to taxes paid in Korea or India, whichever is less. Further, relying on the judgment of Wipro, similar view has been taken while analysing India-US DTAA by ITAT Delhi in HCL Comnet Systems and Services Limited and by ITAT Mumbai in Tata Consultancy Services Limited. We may now discuss judgments which have held that FTC is allowed to the extent of tax payable on the foreign income in India. 
In the case of Digital Equipments India Limited, the assessing officer did not allow the credit on account of taxes paid on income generated in the US. The Honorable ITAT Mumbai analyzed the India-US DTAA and held that the India-US DTAA in the last sentence of Article 25, Sub-Article 2, Sub-Clause A states unambiguously and beyond any controversy that the deduction on account of income tax paid in the US from income tax payable in India cannot exceed the Indian income tax liability in respect of such an income. The ITAT further held that the India-US DTAA and other DTAAs as well do not stipulate that the FTC cannot exceed the income tax levable in respect of that income in the country of which the assessee is a resident. Similarly, while considering the India-Singapore DTAA, which is similarly phrased as that of India-Japan DTAA with respect to the articles on FTC, ITAT Ahmedabad in the case of Elite Core Technologies Private Limited has held that FTC shall be available to the extent of income tax payable in India on such foreign income. The intent behind formulating the article on FTC in the DTAA can be understood by referring to paragraph 14 on Article 23 of the UN Model Commentary 2021, wherein it states that the credit for tax imposed by the other state is limited to the tax attributable to items of income which the other state is entitled to tax under the provisions of the treaty. Further, OECD Model Commentary 2017, while discussing Article 23b, which is identical to Article 25 of the India-US DTAA, states in paragraph 57 that the state of residence, which in our case is India, will allow deduction of FTC against its own tax, but such deduction will be restricted to the appropriate proportion of its own tax. The commentary further states that the deduction which India has to allow is restricted to that part of the Indian income tax which is appropriate to the income derived from the other foreign state, in our case, this is USA. Accordingly, as per the OECD commentary, the FTC allowed in India is intended to be restricted to tax payable in India. However, it should be noted that the Supreme Court in the case of PVAL Kulandagan Chetiar and High Court of Madhya Pradesh in the case of Turquoise Investment and Finance Limited have held that the commentaries on the articles of the Model Convention will not have any applicability when the terms of the DTAAs have provided for the manner in which tax is to be levied on the SSE. Therefore, the OECD commentaries are not binding on the Indian courts. Further, the revenue's appeal against the ruling of the Karnataka High Court in Wipro has been granted a special leave for appeal, leaving the decision of the High Court to be adjudicated upon by the Supreme Court. Accordingly, it would be interesting to see as how the Apex Court interprets India-US DTAA especially in the light of the newly introduced Rule 128 of the IT rules.
in the meanwhile the taxpayers claiming the entire amount of foreign taxes paid as credit are likely to face resistance from the income tax department in india which may seek to restrict credit to limits provided in rule 128 of the it rules thank you for taking the time for listening to the series we would love to hear your feedback comments and questions about the episode you can write to us at podcast@theratelakshmishree.com to know more you can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with the relevant legal updates we hope you'll join us next week